Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Balanced Black Girl. Today we're going to talk about feelings. Okay, please don't exit the podcast app. That maybe wasn't the best way to kick off the episode because I know if I would have heard someone start a conversation like that six months ago, I would have exited out of this app so fast. (laughs) I wouldn't have heard them finish the word feelings, but I'll make it worth your while to stick around. Also, if you happen to be the journaling type this could be a good episode to have your journal alongside you for. And I encourage you to pause and write down anything that comes up for you as you listen, unless you're driving, then don't do that. (laughs) Currently on the podcast, we're exploring the idea of raising your vibration and what that feels like using different tools and exploring different beliefs. And as I mentioned in the first episode of this series, a major part of raising my vibration has been allowing myself to be more in touch with my feelings. A lot of this work came about for me when my emotional floodgates opened and when I finally just let it all flow. And I learned that emoting openly can actually be a challenge for many of us because I took to Instagram to talk about it and got a response that so many of you were feeling the same way. Personally, I've struggled to express emotions openly from a young age. When I was younger, I felt a responsibility to hold space for the feelings and emotions of a lot of the adults in my life, and it left me feeling like there was no room for my feelings or emotions, or I felt like, okay, somebody has to be holding it together around here, so I guess that somebody is me. Or on the occasion that I was really upset about something, it would immediately turn into this whodunit, like end of the world feeling from people around me. And it just felt like me being upset, upset the adults in my life so much. And I was too busy wanting to manage their reactions that I was constantly minimizing my feelings and didn't really let myself react. And honestly, I still find myself doing that. And this has all continued well into adulthood, minus some random outbursts of emotion I've had when I physically just couldn't hold it in anymore. One example that comes to mind is my high school graduation. So I did not love high school. I mean, did anyone, but you know, I did not. And I honestly don't remember a lot about it. I really don't. I don't really remember the halls of my high school. I don't have very strong memories of many of my classes or being there or what life was like there. But I do remember feeling really sad and lonely and unhappy most of the time. I wasn't making memories that I would carry with me for life, which is why I I don't remember a lot of it. I was really going through the motions And at my high school graduation, it hit me like a ton of bricks that my childhood was over. My adolescence, more or less, was over and that I spent it feeling absolutely miserable and that I was from then on considered an adult and that I wouldn't get that time back. 
literally just hit me while I was sitting in my graduation. And I thought of the ways that I felt like I wasted my childhood, being too responsible, being too controlled, working too much. I worked a lot when I was in my later years of high school. I missed out on a lot because of it. And I just started sobbing uncontrollably. I'd had all those emotions that had been building up in me for so long that I just couldn't hold them in anymore. And I started sobbing and I could not stop. And I spent my entire high school graduation bawling my eyes out because that precious time of my life, I just saw it pass by. I didn't make the most of it. I didn't enjoy it. On the outside, it probably looked sweet. I think that's what people thought. I think people thought that like, oh, she's she's sad. This is a graduation. You know, we're all moving on. I wasn't sad to be leaving high school, y'all. I <laughs> That's not what I was sad about. I was sad I never did the things I wanted to do. I was sad that I never took chances. I was sad that at that time in my life, I didn't use my voice. I was sad that I never put myself out there in the ways that I wanted to at that safest time and space to do so, right? It really doesn't get any kind of safer than that bubble. And it was over. But if at some point during the four years before that, and honestly, even before that four years, because I felt similarly in middle school and so on and so forth, if I would have let myself feel those feelings and express them or say something about it instead of just stuffing it down, I just might have had a picture from my high school graduation that I wasn't sobbing in, or I just might have memories from that time period that I unfortunately, I don't have either. I'm still a work in progress and I'm still learning to unpack all of this and show up as a person that I want to show up as, but I'm definitely no exception to being in this work and to feeling the pressure to have it all together. As black women, we are no strangers to the strong black woman stereotype. We've heard it day in and day out, and we've all had our own experiences with it and have felt pressured to be strong in circumstances where we may want to express other feelings, but maybe we felt the pressure to keep everyone around us together, even during those moments when we want to fall apart ourselves. And in addition to the strong black woman stereotype, because I'm not going to, you know, we've heard it a million times. I'm not telling you anything you don't know or haven't felt yourself. But a lot of us have also experienced that expressing less than positive feelings can come with quite a bit of guilt. When I think about my lineage and what those in my lineage have endured, I feel really guilty for feeling any kind of way because... I feel like my life has been so much easier in comparison or in comparison to what so many people in the world are experiencing. It's something that I really struggled with when I was younger was feeling like I had the freedom to openly express anger or sadness or disappointment, right? Because any emotion or reaction that wasn't positive was often met with immediately being called ungrateful or being told how easy I had things or how so-and-so's experience or whatever was so much worse. And yes, gratitude is incredibly important. Perspective is incredibly important. And there are plenty of examples in the world of people who didn't have a sense of humility or a sense of gratitude or any perspective for what others go through. 
We've seen how that doesn't lead to being a well-rounded person. However, gratitude and perspective are not weapons. And I think for a lot of us growing up, they are used as weapons. I'm going to talk a little bit more about gratitude in a second, but I think it's important to understand that all of these feelings can coexist. You can be grateful and still experience disappointment. You can have perspective, but still feel overwhelmed and need to get things off your chest. But the double shame that often comes with feeling guilty over not having a positive emotion and feeling guilty about how much worse something is for somebody else on top of still struggling with whatever was bothering you in the first place can do more harm than good. And I think it's really important that we allow ourselves and one another to create space for both. Now let's circle back to gratitude for a moment. Gratitude is incredibly important. I am a firm believer in the power of gratitude. And I hope that everyone feels that they have something they can express gratitude for. However, it can also be perpetuated as a catch-all and it can be easy to paint someone as ungrateful if even in a circumstance when they're just expressing a full range of emotion. Like I said, gratitude is powerful and I believe we should have it and express it daily. But if someone is going through something, having the first response be, you need to be grateful, isn't necessarily helpful. It's going to create that double guilt that we just talked about. In order for gratitude to truly be effective, I actually think it needs to come from within. This is why gratitude lists aren't my favorite way to express gratitude personally. They just don't really do it for me. It'd be very easy to go through the motions and write down the same three basic things you're grateful for each day without taking time to express soulful healing gratitude that does offer that perspective. So to overcome this, I actually started implementing a thank you practice. I call it my thank you practice, where throughout the day when I have experiences or realizations that make me feel grateful, I will audibly say thank you out loud. For example, a few weeks ago, I was driving home from a yoga class and I was just I was just vibing. I was in it. I, it was a beautiful day. The sky was blue. The sun was shining. I had an amazing class where I just felt so centered and in my body, just driving through my neighborhood and just the neighborhood was beautiful. And I was feeling so grateful for how I felt after that class that as I was driving, I just kept saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God, out loud, because I was so thankful for how I felt in that moment and all that I was taking in. Now, if I would have gone to my gratitude journal and wrote it down, like that's fine. If I would have remembered to later in the day, but I probably wouldn't have remembered to, (laughs) and it, it would have felt like going through the motions, but reinforcing that gratitude while I was in the feeling, saying thank you out loud. I've done the same thing while walking down the street or just having these simple moments of beauty audibly expressing gratitude when it hits instead of forcing myself to write an arbitrary list during my morning routine feels more powerful. It feels like I'm expressing genuine gratitude in the moment instead of forcing positivity. So if you are looking for some gratitude practices or maybe the gratitude journaling hasn't fully resonated with you in that way, maybe try that. Try implementing a thank you practice and seeing how it goes. So I would also love to talk a little bit about spiritual bypassing. 
because it's something I have struggled a lot with in my own personal journey. As humans, we do it to one another a lot, and we also do it to ourselves. The feeling of working towards something or trying to improve your mindset or call something in, then feeling like the second doubt or a negative emotion creeps in, like all hope is lost and we have to start from square one. Like our manifestation's not coming through because we had one bad thought and we're starting over. All the work we did up till that point, it's just out the window. Feeling like it's a test of faith. A fear that you won't get what you desire if you aren't positive 24-7, right? Those are just some of the ways that we spiritually bypass ourselves, let alone the ways we spiritually bypass one another. It can be really tricky to work through. However, We were designed to feel things, all things. That's why we have the ability to express and feel all of these emotions because they're really, really important. Expressing emotions that aren't positive is not a sign that you are not a dope person or that you're not manifesting what you want or that you're not in gratitude. Your feelings and emotions are your teachers. They are guiding you through life, right? Your reactions and feelings are your guides. It is your inner knowing, your soul telling you what it does or doesn't want. Something makes you happy, your soul is like, yes, more of this. Something makes you upset, your soul is like, oh, wait, hold on now. (laughs) Something makes you jealous, It's, it's your soul saying, hey, I want that right? It doesn't always have to be this bad thing. We all feel all of these things. They don't have to define us. I think what's most helpful is when we can go inward and say, okay, what is this feeling trying to teach me? What can I gain from this, right? I'm crying. I'm emoting. I'm expressing. What am I trying to release in this moment? What is trying to catch my attention about this moment? That is a way that we can approach leaning into our feelings and raising our vibration to not stifle ourselves or to not stifle one another. So when those feelings come up, feel them. Sometimes we also have to let others feel what they're feeling too. (laughs) I think we've all had experiences where a well-intentioned person tries to pacify or reassure you but you know that they aren't actually listening to you or giving you the support you need. Sometimes they're pacifying you. I use my finger quotes because they can't handle what you're sharing or expressing to them. And they're trying to kind of shut you up in a way that is masked as support. I know I've been on the receiving end of this. I know I've done it where we go, oh, everything is going to be okay. Everything happens for a reason. All of these blanket statements that we throw out there because we think we want to help someone feel better, but actually we just in that moment maybe don't have the range to deal with what they're sharing with us. And I get it. I get it, right? I get that we can feel uncomfortable with the emotions that someone is expressing. So we look on the bright side, them to death. But I think we can all benefit from doing a little bit more listening, being honest with one another about what we need, where we're at, and the space that we either can or cannot hold, but communicating and sharing that with love 
and in a way that's not dismissive of what people are feeling. So if you have been holding things in or feel like expressing your emotions isn't safe, I hear you and I see you and I invite you to explore what allowing yourself to feel and emote could unlock for you. For many of us who are afraid to feel our feelings and emote, it's because we feel like there's a lack of safety because we don't feel safe to emote. And maybe that could be from experiences where you expressed emotions and weren't safe, where you were told that you were too much or that your feelings are too much or that you need too much. So I understand the fear and the desire to feel safe, but I ask you to consider what would help you feel safe to emote? What does safety look like for you now? How do you know when a space is safe? Is it something that you feel? Is it, can you describe it? How can you seek or create that safety? I know it can be scary to dive into those feelings out of fear that you won't be able to rise back up. I actually recently shared that with somebody that I just said, I'm, I'm nervous to dive into this because I feel like I will spiral. And if I do, I'm really nervous about my ability to pick myself back up and to snap out of it. But what I realized in that moment of fear that we won't be able to rise back up is that it's also really hard to rise to your potential if you're being held back by what you won't let yourself feel. And I'm saying that to myself just as much as I'm saying that to you. Just some food for thought. So if you did pause and journal throughout the episode, read back through what you wrote down. Did you uncover something new about yourself today? How did that feel? Or maybe if you didn't journal throughout the episode, but you're thinking about journaling now, or if I just threw a whole lot at you and you were like, whoa, I got to work through this. A pen and a piece of paper could be a really great way to start. And it can also be a really safe way to start expressing your true thoughts and feelings and emotions, even if you don't necessarily feel safe expressing them out loud to anyone else. It's a beautiful first step. Just some thoughts to explore. As always, I want to thank you for listening and being a part of this community. Anytime I see you listening or sharing, you share the show, you share your takeaways with me or your aha moments that came up, I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate your attention and care, especially as we have these conversations that are a little bit more vulnerable. So as you look to raise your vibration and call in what it is that you need to call in, don't be afraid to release. Don't be afraid to release those blocks, to release those things that you are still holding on to that don't need to go where you're going. That can be a really huge part of the process. And I hope that this episode encouraged and inspired you to consider it. 
So that was all I had for today, a short and sweet, hopefully not too painful conversation about feelings. Thank you again for tuning in. Please continue taking care and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning into Balanced Black Girl. If you enjoyed this episode and feel called doing so, we would really appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes and more offerings at balanceblackgirl.com.